welcome on another episode of Loud Thoughts with Sadia. And on today's episode, I have got another amazing guest with me. And we will be talking about birth control. Just before we get into that in details, I would just like my guest to introduce himself and tell us a little bit about himself. And then we kick it start from there. So, John, welcome on the show. Please introduce yourself so our listeners can know more about you. And then... We'll kick it on. Awesome stuff. Hello, good day, everyone. Um, so my name is John, but that's Dr. John Afam. So um, yes, I'm a medical doctor. <laughs> I'm training to be an anesthetist, but I'm really passionate about health information and social media. So I do some work on social media and sharing health information. Um, always open to having conversations around birth control and contraception. Family, general sexual health, because I mean, we really do not talk about that as much as we should. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it's it's great to be on here, and I'm actually quite excited about this. So, <laughs> hello, <laughs> um, I am excited to have you. So we're talking about birth control here, yeah? and we know that in many parts of the world, uh, family planning, birth control is still very much considered. A woman's responsibility to a very large extent and it's a thing that you walk into the hospitals all the ads you see are all focusing on women conversations have been held around birth control family planning the woman is at the forefront of that conversation and i just want to get your thoughts now this is away from you being a doctor i just want to get your thoughts as a man or as a person in general about what you think uh, of the idea of getting more men to take responsibility because there have been quite a number of conversations around that very lately. Right. We, 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 we have less men being involved in birth control or family. Right. And I just wanted right, to get so I'm going to, to that. I'm trying to address all the points that you raised. Um, mm. First, okay, looking from the outside in without my knowledge as a health professional, yes, um, I agree that mostly in society, it's almost like oh, the woman should plan the family and know exactly how many, um, like you mentioned, even when you walk into the consulting rooms, generally the information out there regarding family planning and that was heavily, heavily focuses on the woman. Um, should men take more responsibility? Because that was also a side note. Definitely, because again, looking from the outside in, without anything about me being a health professional it's important i think the more persons we need to actually understand that um it's a it's supposed to be a holistic thing so mm-hmm. it's two persons who come together to raise a family to have a child and um those two persons too should plan how and when not to have the children if they're trying to prevent having more children but looking at it because i think i should add the side small note about my experience as a doctor Mm-hmm. The truth is, um, looking at the whole female reproductive system, there are more ways you can prevent pregnancy in a woman than in a man. Maybe that is why, mm. like I say, biologically, it seems like the focus is on the woman. Because, mm-hmm. oh, so they go through the process of menstruation, ovulation, they go through the, the sexual act ends with the sperm being deposited in their bodies. So it's a whole process through which the sperm gets to the egg and gets fertilized. Truth is, really other than that reason. depositing sperm, mm-hmm. 
Do you understand? Like, they're really, like, what can you, there are not a lot of things you can do to stop the process in men, mm. which is, it's either one of two things, really. Either you're going to prevent him from using, like, putting sperm in the woman, which is the barrier method condom, so the condoms collect the sperm, or you're going to somehow make sure that when he ejaculates, there's no sperm, which is the permanent method, which I think we're going to talk more later. So you see that there are not a lot of options for the men, to be very honest. But yeah. for the women, you can maybe um, play around with the hormones a bit and make the environment hostile for implantation. You can put a barrier in addition to the barrier that the man has now, which is the condom. You can put the barrier higher up to prevent the um, egg, the sperm from getting all the way to the egg. You can put something in the womb to prevent, to just make the environment hostile. So there are more options to preventing pregnancy in women, which mm -hmm. is generally, like I said, speaking biologically, why it seems like the focus is on them. But again, when we now bring it back to society and morally speaking, the truth is, it takes two persons to have a child. Mm -hmm. So it really should be those two persons who sit down and say, oh, we are having sex. We do not want to have children. What are the things that we can do? What are the things you can do? What are the so it's a whole process for, yes, men should despite the fact that it's probably probably eventually going to be almost more of a woman's responsibility because of the options available to them men should definitely definitely be more involved in both the decision making process and the, and the support that it takes to um, go through this um, contraceptive or birth mm -hmm. um, control process so yes that is yeah. my take Right. I like that you highlighted that, you know, the procedure for men is very much more, you know, uh, limited. And I just wanted us to talk about that procedure for men or the okay. options that men have got. We all know the most common one would be um, vasectomy. And I wanted us, I want you to please talk us through the process of vasectomy and what it is like. All right. So, first to interject, the most common one is definitely condoms. Oh, God. Let's... Like, definitely condoms. Like, I think that's probably the most common contraceptive. There are condoms everywhere. They're really cheap. Just, and they're mm -hmm. um, easy to use. Like, it really should be yeah, an important part of everyone who's... But, I mean, so, so many reasons. So, yes, the most common option for men is the condom. There were yeah. talk of some um, hormone and some injections to control because every, most um, processes in our body are controlled by hormones. So there are thoughts of um, some drugs, the way we have the birth control pills to control these hormones in men, but there has not been a lot of headway on that. So there is mm. none officially. So our options for men, if the man is going to be the one who's um, preventing is yeah. either the condoms or a more permanent method, which is the vasectomy. Yeah. Now, a vasectomy is a more permanent method because so the sperm is in the testis, the testicles, the balls, <laughs> which dangle beneath the man's well, between the man's legs. So to connect with the penis, where um, during sex the sperm comes out from, there's a tube. So. Basically, what a vasectomy is, is snipping that tube so there's no connection between the testicles and, well, the entire male organ, the urethra, and all the, the place the sperm comes out from. 
that is what in essence a vasectomy is. It's just a uh, is a medical procedure which involves cutting or um, snipping, as I some some societies call it the snip. So it mm. causing a disruption between that connection between the testicles and the penis, the urethra. So that is what vasectomy is. Now it's a relatively um, there's no medical procedure without risks, but relatively it's a safe procedure. It's a minor surgical procedure. Like if we're not going to open you up and display you all like all your innards. It's so it's a relatively minor procedure. Most persons do not even have to be admitted. In fact, mm. it's a it's what we call a day case procedure. So you come, you get it done, and most persons would not have to be admitted. Some might, but it's a relatively minor procedure. Um, doesn't usually involve general anesthesia where we have to like put you all the way to sleep. Yeah. And so it's a relatively minor day case procedure that can be done within a few minutes, depending mm-hmm. on other things like oh, admission and um, the whole process of getting to the theater and everything. But it's a really minor, relatively minor, relatively safe, short day procedure. Not a lot of pain because once anyone hears cuts, like yeah. that's that's a thing. People <laughs> are really adverse to surgeries. So it's a relatively, relatively minor surgery. Um, not a full day event, a few hours. In short, by usual, um, by definition, um, by most ta- most most experiences, when you get it done, you should be back by working. Like day by Friday, you should be back at work by Monday. So it's not a long recovery process. There might be some pain, some swelling. There should be because I mean, you definitely have some incision done. But it's not in. It's not debilitating. It's not going to be something that's going to stop your everyday life. So it's a relatively minor procedure. Relatively inexpensive, for example, compared to, well, surgery. Yeah. Um, it's not castration. is another <laughs> thing. Okay, but maybe when we talk about the myths, but um, yes, that's basically what a vasectomy is. So, snipping okay. the connection between the testes and the urethra to prevent sperm that is being produced in the testicles or stored in the testicles from getting out when this person ejaculates. So, that's basically what a vasectomy is. All right. Um, I think the reason that I said vasectomy as the most common is because I didn't clarify I was looking more at the permanent procedures okay. when it comes to putting an end or controlling uh, birth in probably a family setting. That's just what I, um, I, I think I should have specified that because we all know condoms. Condoms <laughs> are everywhere. And yes. I don't think families consider condoms in yes, when it comes yes. to a long-term to be in an exclusive yeah. long-term yeah, relationship exactly yeah. so that's what i just wanted to say as well and i like that you mentioned that you know vasectomy is relatively quick we all know that the procedure is quite less invasive and which is one of the yeah. things that baffle me because with the woman even you said it earlier the procedure almost always have to do with tampering with the woman's hormones which is much yeah. more invasive so it's, it's one of the reasons why i feel like how about we start looking more at the lesser invasive procedures which would be in men and i just i don't know i, I, I just feel like we need to have more conversations around things like that we've seen crazy side effects i don't know um, i've seen quite a few not personally that i know but i've seen quite a few women have some crazy side effects from 
some of those birth control options and sometimes i'm like wow isn't there something the man can do do you get what i'm saying like do you get i'm just wondering you why why i know okay. someone so, that she's tried many options and she's just not like i don't know she's just not getting what she likes according to her so she's always getting pregnant and trying wow. to find something to do about that and i'm like do you get but, yes i do yeah the general attitude we already mentioned that the general attitude is generally adverse is more rather um shifted towards birth control mm. in its entirety as the responsibility of the woman mm. so yes there are concerns serious concerns with that and we need to have these conversations more and maybe open yeah. um, open the the minds to the fact that oh this is a valid option do mm-hmm. you understand everything mm-hmm. comes with its own concerns but yeah. this is something you really should have that conversation about because it can go this way it can go that way and let's 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 know what the options are so yes i agree i agree with most of what mm-hmm. you said right so from your experience as a doctor yeah what has been the general attitude of men wait and women because i understand it's not just men that have some yes, something yes, against okay, vasectomy okay. all Please, right if you so, have some interesting um, gists drop them generally generally there are, so there are a lot of myths like mm. there are a lot of things that people say and it's really funny most of them you probably hear someone said or someone said but the one that personally that i have a personal experience with is we're counseling this woman she had had her sixth or seventh child and wow. we're counseling that oh you had a this this pregnancy wasn't so easy so at this point if you've completed your family size you should be thinking of more permanent methods to to because i think she was on the pill but she kept defaulting because it's difficult you have to take it every day so I think that was the concern. I'm like, oh, you need to look at something more permanent. And luckily she was with her husband. So it was easy to say, oh, maybe you should consider this. And the moment I said that, the funny thing is the woman jumped up. I was like, no, no, they should not touch this. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, like, ah, no, don't touch his own. Like, like, ah. like, okay, like. Okay, like, no, so I had to explain because, so there are so many, so many misconceptions when it comes to um, vasectomies and what they actually entail. So like I explained earlier, it's snipping the connection. So a lot of persons, for example, think, oh, you're going to take away the balls. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty certain that was my concern. She's like, oh, like, you take away the balls, like there's no sexual, like, oh, what's going to happen to a sexual drive? Like, so it was a whole thing, and it was very funny that it was the woman was really against, like, so no, it was what? it was really interesting, and I think at the end, they opted for, I think at the end, they opted for, I think at the end, they opted for a vasectomy, but obviously we had to, like, do the whole process of saying this and saying that and saying this. So the general attitude, however, um, both from men and women, it's, first, it's a, it's a surgical procedure. It's yes, we say a minor surgical procedure, but generally people don't like going under the knife. The moment you yeah. say a cut, it's like, oh, are there no drugs? <laughs> so that's that's actually usually ah, there are no drugs I can take, no injection. Ah, it's just a small cut. No. But, so that's it. First, people don't like surgeries. The general attitude is ah, surgery, no. 
less is permanent. We have a problem. I think generally people have a problem with making a long-term commitment to mm. something like um, um, having, having a yeah. yes permanent because it's there is for all intents and purposes it's permanent. Yes, they can. So there are studies, there are reports of having successfully reconstructed the um, the SNP. That's after the SNP reconstructing it. Well, it's it's like most most people are not going to want to do that. Most mm. urologists are not going to want to do that. Most persons will tell you, oh, maybe you should consider other options. Like, make sure you have your mindset and understand that, oh, these are the concerns. Because it has even a higher risk of failing to even, like, get it back together. So, mm. know that this is what you want to do and get it back. So, it's a whole thing. But um, surgery, averse. Permanence, averse. Then the whole myth about how it affects sexual drive, how it makes you more like, like, um, you don't want the man doesn't want his balls removed. <laughs> that's that's all. That, like I I, I I keep saying that because it comes up a lot. Do you understand? Like oh no, mm. like these are my balls. Leave them. It's <laughs> so funny. We are not taking them away. So yeah, general attitude is that most people are generally averse on the outside because every like the first things that come to mind are oh it's surgery, oh it's permanent, yeah. and I mean, oh, probably I'm going to take away my balls or I'm going to want to have sex less or I'm not going to be able to have a sustained erection. Mm. So on the outside, it's usually, oh, no, I don't want to do this. But usually when you now have the conversations and um, explain that, oh, it's a relatively minor procedure. I mean, you get stitches all the time. Um, if you have a small foot, you get a stitch. You understand? Mm. Like that's how, yeah. if you want to put it side by side, it's closer to that than maybe cesarean section for example <laughs> so there's that there's the thing about um so yes it's permanent but at some point you have to make a permanent decision do you get it's like exactly. um at at age at some certain age if you have a family you completed your family size same way you can say oh the woman should get some form of family like at some point you're going to have to make a decision do you still want mm -hmm. to be fathering children at whatever age you are in so make this decision and so if it's Something for permanence, if you're willing to make the decision, do you understand? It's really not, the fears are mostly founded on myths. Mm. So I, th I think um, the general attitude is very adverse, but when you meet persons who are open to having the conversation and weighing the pros and cons, you see, probably for the role that it serves, which is as a form of permanent contraception, probably mm -hmm. has more pros and cons. But what do you think is responsible for this attitude in general? And how do we even go about dispelling this myth? Because uh, it looks like that's the major issue at hand. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. What's responsible? I, th I think I mentioned it in earlier. Um, the fact that people don't like surgeries. There's mm. generally a higher risk associated to surgery. So once someone cuts you, you're probably going to die. Except you have it. <laughs> like, so, yeah. it's, so, and first there's the stigma towards surgeries. There's a stigma towards permanence because everybody wants to know that they are able to, like, even if it's 10 years, even if it's 70 years, I still, <laughs> so still active. It's funny sometimes, <laughs> you get. So then, but um, the attitude is mainly, I think, from a lack of um, open information. 
mm-hmm. um, which will now bring us to the other part, which what are the myths? The myths surrounding it are usually that um, when you have this, you probably would. Like, first of all, it's not, it's not, it's not extensive surgery. You understand? So recovery time is short. You, it's rather painless. Um, you might be sore for a few days, but I mean, we expect you to come back and come back quickly. So that's mm-hmm. obviously, like I said, every medical procedure, every mm-hmm. every procedure, everything in life has a significant amount of risk. But relatively speaking, you understand, we do not expect you to have concerns. It's a quote-unquote routine procedure. So that's mm-hmm. one of the myths that um, it takes longer, it takes the whole day they are going to prepare. It's not. You can come that day and go that day and be ready to walk by the next two days. That's mm-hmm. how quickly the whole um, process can go. Um, what else? It's um, oh, that it's castration. So no, no one is taking your balls. <laughs> no one is taking your balls, please. Like um, we're just going to cut the tube that connects your balls, theoretically. So um, the sperm is still going to be produced. Oh yes, and it's not going to explode. It's not going to start up there and. <laughs> build up to the experts no and um, there's no nothing would happen at least current studies and biologically speaking nothing will happen from sperm being produced and not being um, ejaculated yeah like, and you're still going to have your orgasms you're going, still going to have your sexual pleasure it's not going to change so these are some of the myths that oh after this you're probably not going to want to have, have sex as much or you will yeah. not be able to have a sustained erection. That's not the routine. That doesn't usually happen. That's probably, so, um, yeah. That's probably so, one of the major um, concerns. Yes, the sexual yes, performance. It actually, is. Yeah. it actually is. It actually is. Because anything, I, th- I think that's why the woman screamed. Anything yeah. that messes with, like there's not a lot. <laughs> Just that. <laughs> so anything that messes with, oh no, we want it like preserved. What is in optimum condition for performance? So it's a whole thing. Um, so it doesn't affect sexual drive um, because, because again, those mostly dependent on the hormones, the hormones, the testosterone and all that. Mm. So because we don't affect that um, buildup of sperm, it, it gets reabsorbed by the body. For example, mm-hmm. all the years or months you are not having sex, I mean, nothing happens. You understand? Nothing is going to happen because you stay having sex and stop. Sex is not essential to human life. So um, that's so that affects um, that that qualifies that um, the fact that you're not ejaculating sperm doesn't change um, your sexual drive. It's mm-hmm. not castration. Um, it's permanent. It's relatively permanent. So it's important to know that um i I think i think it's just important to add that um Mm. i I think that so those are most of the common myths and what we can do now to change this attitude is to have more information have more conversations around this thing let it not be taboo to talk about getting a vasectomy because it's actually kind of is the same way some women are really averse to the idea of birth control in the first place so they say oh no 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 please give leave me to have all the children that god said i should <laughs> so people are generally averse to some of these conversations but a good place to start is first of all having them so um do you know that it's possible to get a vasectomy like that's an option mm. first of all make it an option people don't even know it's an option it goes oh exactly why my don't you point. get the pill mm. or why don't you like oh first you can do this like this is something you can do then it will now go to oh weighing the pros and cons, 
Um, okay, I, I want to make a uh, um, um, point out something you said about invasive procedures. So what we call invasive procedures are procedures that involve entering the body cavity. Mm. So something like um, something like an operation is an invasive procedure because you're going to get a cut, maybe a few cuts, and get all the way into the cavity. Hormones, for example, or pills are not really classified as invasive just because it's just taking a pill. Yes, it messes mm. with the hormones and rearranges it to favor but it's not really invasive mm. but again like we are, to- we are talking about more permanent methods now the equivalent for women would be um would be a um, tubal ligation which is tying the tubes to make sure mm. that egg that's produced in the in the ovaries do not get to the uterus or implantation mm. and all that so that is if you're now saying oh, which is more invasive the tying the tubes is a lot more invasive than a vasectomy. So mm-hmm. if you're comparing invasiveness, let's put it like that, even some of the other procedures that inquire, require um, maybe inserting an interuterine device might even be argued to be as invasive or even more invasive than the vasectomy. So it's a relatively, it's, it, I, just, I just wanted to point that out about invasive procedures. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the common myths. And um, the, the truth is we have to have the conversation really. And um, just let them know it's an option. This yeah. is what you need to know. This is what you should not know. This is what you should not think about it. And then make the decision because it's actually, actually not, 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 it's not something that a lot of people should be averse. Mm-hmm. Do you know, there was a research that was done sometime back in Nigeria and um, it showed that about 67% um, actually believe i'm not sure if it's 67 percent of men or people in general i can't tell believe that um vasectomy or sterilization procedures in general should be left for women quite a number of reasons people had you know well very religious people i always say so from religious reasons to social cultural reasons and psychological people were against some people didn't even have a reason you like you said once they just hear (laughs) cut they want to jump up my thing uh yes no do you think Nigerian men will ever be ready? Like, I'm not saying that there are no Nigerian men that do it or that are open to it, but I mean, we know it's not where it should be. Do you think more, more Nigerian men will be welcoming to this? Are we so, going to be ready for vasectomy? Generally, we're having a lot more, like, pop culture now. Generally, the conversations that we're having in our societies, mm. we're tending towards more of this um, quote-unquote enlightening is that mm-hmm. the word yeah so that's the era yeah. conversations that maybe highlights more than just our deep-rooted um spiritual or societal beliefs mm-hmm. so yes will we be ready eventually i think we'll get to a point where we would have to have this conversation um but at this point like you also mentioned we're deeply societal deeply cultural and um mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the general consensus is, oh, a man can still father children until he's 70 or he's 80. Mm-hmm. That's, again, argument for another day. Another day. <laughs> but, but people want to have that option. Like, I really do not get why you're 70, maybe have two wives, have 20 children, and you still want to know that you can. Like, what's the validity it's that you're waiting? Like, what's, what's the affirmation? So it's a whole thing. But yes, we're deeply rooted in the whole um, fathering my own children, oh, this is my own child. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
it's it's going to be i don't know if it's difficult that's the word mm-hmm. but yes it's 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 di- more difficult than it should be to have these conversations because we're not even open to them at all um mm-hmm. um yes yes so we we get there definitely yeah. i mean we're having conversations around feminism around um um classism and yeah. um a lot of we are having rules. a lot of conversations yeah, plus are, are saying this thing so yes we eventually would still would get there and start having the conversations and one of the ways we can is by well start having it now so that yeah. more persons will tell more persons who will tell more persons oh get it right yeah. i bet you there are people that don't know what a vasectomy is like you get they don't know but they know like, about like, everything a woman can about do. the pills about exactly. oh how you can take this pill and take that pill and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the funny things that's so yes yes it's we we need to maybe have those conversations more and let people know that this is an option yeah it's all about the conversations i mean when the era i always say like when the era of changing the status quo challenging the status quo things are changing in this era that we are right now so hopefully i mean hopefully nigerians were usually slow to change anyways but let's yeah, be hopeful maybe in the next 10 years generally yeah. men around the world it's still not a very popular thing it's yeah. growing in popularity interestingly which is good which is well testamented fact that maybe we're having more conversations around it but generally around the world it's not a very common yeah common that's procedure. true mm-hmm. Okay, it's a very common procedure by procedure standards, but compared to how many women are getting pills, how many women are um, putting long-term implants, it's it's not as common, and it should probably be more common. Mm. Thank you so much, John. It's been a nice, nice chat, and I'm glad I had you, or I'm glad I have you on. Would you get a vasectomy, John? I will, actually. Oh! Okay, so like I said, I'm quite averse to invasive procedures because, yeah. so, so relatively, the more invasive, just and the more risks, let's put it like that. The option is either going to be probably ligation for the partner, or well, a vasectomy for me, or mm-hmm. maybe like a really long term implant. And in all this, in all this, it might be prudent, maybe the way I'm looking at it, that's mm-hmm. the easiest quote unquote is to get a vasectomy rather than maybe a long term implant to get her to mm. get a medication. So it's actually something I I'm very open to personally and well time will tell. I haven't started my family yet. <laughs> <laughs> so there's well, still there's still some time before I take the decision. But at this point it's not something I'm averse to at all. Right. Because That's- I mean it it's it has it has re- really solid reasons. All right that's 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 good to know i feel the need to reinforce the fact that it's not um it doesn't have anything to do with affecting your sexual drive it doesn't, no, it doesn't. um yep it's quite um less invasive it's cheap as well yeah. it's inexpensive i've yes. heard yeah yes. so i mean you guys <laughs> come on <laughs> consider this snip consider this snip. <laughs> yes consider actually it. have those conversations Look up mm-hmm. material, lots of resources. Get it done. I mean, get it yeah. done. <laughs> Thank you so much, John. So this is where we pleasure. come to an end. And uh, it it's been 